Hello, everyone. Welcome into the Sports Plus Podcast. We've been gone for a little bit, but there is so much to talk about this week. I'm Corey Miller, here with Andy Muller. we got to jump right in with the hottest team in baseball. That's the Cardinals. 2.8% chance at the postseason on September 7th. And now they've got a 73.7% chance at the postseason just two weeks later. I mean, they look like an absolute wagon. Andy, it truly did look so bleak so recently and now they're suddenly in the driver's seat of the second wild card and everybody's picking them to make some noise. It's really hard to explain how crazy of a situation this is right now. Where has this been all season? Um, and, you know, and they're, and of course they're doing it without, without their ace Jack Flaherty. Uh, it almost reminds me of, you know, how a player would use a, um, a hot September, you know, to, uh, you know, for a contract drive. Um, you know, it's it's almost like this is a season ticket drive. <laughs> it does kind of <laughs> – that's a good – well, if you look out on uh, social media, you still see a number of Cardinals fans who hate who hate that the Cardinals uh, are coming back here because they think it's going to relieve pressure off the, the front office. Like, what are you rooting for then? You know, I, I don't understand that. Because, oh, the Cardinals will make the postseason the second wild card. It gives them no reason to get any better. Okay, let's cross that bridge says, if, if we get there. Yeah, yeah. Who says sports doesn't mess with your head, right? Uh, the Cardinals wouldn't be here without the reigning player of the week, now just named on Monday, Tyler O'Neill. Been on an absolute tear. He had a signature moment. Eighth inning go-ahead bomb against San Diego on Saturday. Uh, right now, he's looking like that guy that fans have always – wanted to see Frank Cusimano made a great point as well. Uh, the Cardinals kept the right guy. You see Randy Rosarena having a, a postseason. You see Adoles Garcia maybe as the American League Rookie of the Year. Heck, even uh, even uh, 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 oh my gosh, I can't even forget it. I forget Lance, uh, not Lance. Oh my gosh, I'm the guy that just gave the. Lane Thomas, oh my gosh. Lane Thomas even doing well, that's embarrassing. Even doing well with Washington. And you're thinking, man, the Cardinals really just can't make the right decision on these outfielders. They kept the right guy in Tyler O'Neill, and it's finally paying off. Yes, I would totally agree with that. And, uh, you know, it's taken a while, but I think he is now comfortable, um, you know, on an everyday basis. He's, of course, he's managed to stay healthy. And he is—he's uh, putting it all together. Good grief! You know, I—you overlook the fact that as good a—you know—as as much power as he has, he is fast as the wind. It's crazy to so, you know to watch him run for for such a big—you know—such a a muscular guy. I haven't looked in a little while, but I'm I'm thinking his sprint speed and his uh, uh, barrel speed or some of the advanced stats both those two uh, are still up among the tops in baseball, which you don't see with pretty much any guy. So some special tools with O'Neill, and we're finally seeing it. And he's just putting it to, well, he's not putting the whole team on his back. The other guys have played well down the stretch as well, but he's been the most exciting for me because we've been waiting for it for, uh, for a little while now and heading down the stretch. The pitching has been good. Also Adam Wainwright, we talk all the time. It really, I, I can't even say anything else about Adam Wainwright because it's just a marvel at this point. But John Lester's recaptured some magic. J.A. Happ has been, at least at the very worst, serviceable. Miles Michaelis was really good his last time out. And Jack Flaherty and Dakota Hudson 
could be really close to helping this team out in at least some capacity as well. Maybe not as starters, but those are two valuable arms that their Cardinals are looking to get back. How would you use them in this rotation and maybe situate the bullpen lining up here for a possible postseason? The, the hardest thing that is going to uh, that the Cardinals are going to have to do is they're going to have to keep Jack Flaherty reined in because he's going to want to march out there and take the ball for, you know, like he hasn't been hurt all year. And you can't do that. And, you know, Dakota Hudson, you know, there's always that sort of, a, I don't want to say adjustment period, but you can't rush him back either and expect him to, you know, to be a, a regular in the rotation. So, um, you know, they're just going to have to continue doing what they're doing. But, boy, what a weapon out of the bullpen to have Jack Flaherty come, you know, come in, you know, snorting fire. <laughs> Um, especially, especially if, you know, that, that opening game is against the Dodgers, his hometown team. Andy, I think you're right on there about maybe how to utilize these guys, because it is a process when you're, you're bringing guys back, especially two guys as valuable as Hudson and Flaherty are going forward for the organization. And I wouldn't take too many chances if, if it's just me, especially with Jack Flaherty, uh, because you, you never know if, uh, if another injury in this same year, that's a lot for one guy to take. Uh, and they could be just lethal weapons out of the bullpen. And they, I think they set you up to do some interesting things because not to get too far down the road, but if you do get to a, an actual series and not just one game, you could play a game where you pull a kind of Tampa Bay race style thing and piggyback some guys. And I don't typically like that, but that's what the Cardinals have right now if they get Flaherty and Hudson back, and I think it can work to their advantage. So I think that's something to keep an eye on, but the Cardinals first have to make it to that wild card game and then probably win it before we maybe see my full uh, plan play out. But uh, right now it does seem pretty special, like some some special things are going on at the ballpark, and it really just feels like around the league, I can't imagine these other teams just, oh boy, it's the Cardinals, here they go again. Uh, but it, it feels like that right now. There's magic in the air. That O'Neill home run on the night of the 2011 reunion felt like a special moment, again, that this team's going to do something special. I, I'm trying not to get too wrapped up in it and stay rational, but there's something special in the air. I would agree with you, and it's something that's been building for the, you know, for the better part of a week now. Um, you know, we all had trepidation as they – hit the road to play the Mets uh, and then uh, and then come home to play the Padres. And so, you know, the Cardinals left no doubt. They just, no, oh, we'll just win them all. Two big series, especially that Padres one. And, oh, if I'm a San Diego fan, I'm just absolutely sick to my stomach over this year because they just, they went for it and it does not look like it's going to pay off. And it's not all their fault because injuries, of course, but still, Oh, man. And it kind of boiled over in the dugout a little bit. Everybody saw the Machado Tatis stuff. I think there's a, I think there's a, I think, you know, the, the, the intangible there that you can't really measure is chemistry. And there were a lot of, uh, a lot of interchangeable um, parts, you know, going there, particularly at the trade deadline. And sometimes, you know, you may be bringing on, you know, bringing on talent, but that, uh, that chemistry, um, you can't manufacture it. And 
you know, the, the all the all the, the stop gaps they tried to do to improve their pitching staff, I'd say they failed one by one. Oh my gosh, yes, Jake Arrieta. Uh, Probably shouldn't be pitching in the major leagues anymore, but I'm sure the Cardinals are glad they ran him out there one last time uh, against them at Bush Stadium the other day. Chemistry definitely clicking for the Cardinals. Let's move on a little bit. The NFL season underway. I know we can't help ourselves and have been watching uh, an awful lot. You, uh, you more than me, but I'm still even more than I would uh, usually allow myself because it is the games have been very, very good, especially the ones in prime time. But the real drama currently ongoing in a St. Louis courtroom is the juiciest game that I'm watching right now. The Rams, for, uh, the Rams, the league in San Cronky versus City of St. Louis. Seems like we get new juicy tidbits on the daily. The latest I saw was an outside attorney on, on Twitter who they actually had on the radio in St. Louis, I believe, this morning, speculating the price tag when all this was said and done could be as high as $10 billion for the NFL, which is a higher figure than I had ever seen yet. Andy, well, just what's, what are you thinking when every day we get some new bit of news that this just looks worse and worse for the Rams? Um, to, to say I, I'm gleeful uh, is probably a bit of an understatement. Uh, you know, as far as the, you know, the, from the players, uh, you know, from the players level, I don't have anything against the players, but, you know, let's, Let's just face it, you know, Stan Kroenke, who came to town, uh, you know, uh, riding his white horse to try to save the uh, failed expansion bid in 93, and seemed like he was an aw shucks, good old guy, just, you know, kind of happy to be along for the ride. But boy, once he got control of that team, it was like he'd been, you know, he'd been salivating and rubbing his hands together and you know, he's seen, you know, the, the, the gold out in uh, out in California. So, you know, the, the links that he went to to, all right, lie to the to the people of St. Louis. You cannot you cannot strike that and say that that a fan's allegiance, um, you know, should not be taken into consideration in all this. Now. If you're living out in California and you're of a certain age, you're probably going to say, well, it's exactly the same thing, you know, that you guys did to us. Well, okay. Um, you know, maybe to some degree, but I don't think there was a, at least what, five year period where we were basically sold down the river. Uh, and so, you know, I, I just want to be alive to be able to see Stan write that check. Oh, I like that. And while this has been gold for us, and we're on top of it as much as we can be, the national media has turned almost an entire blind eye so far, outside a couple publications and whatnot. wonder why that could be. Um, hmm. uh, do you think that'll ever change? Is this going to be a big story everywhere, or are we just – is this just for us? Um, I would say it's probably just for us until – until there's some sort of judgment that comes out that where, you know, eyebrows will raise, particularly if you, you know, if you wind up with something like a $10 billion settlement. Um, but, you know, back in the day, uh, you know, it, it used to capture people's attention when it was the NFL and Al Davis going, going at it, because then you had a face, uh, you know, it was Al, Al Davis and Pete Rozelle, the former commissioner. 
So you can put a face on that. You can't really put a face on a Rams fan when there are, okay, multiple thousand, you know, uh, Rams fans. So maybe there's just not that, that excitement level yet until you actually have to start talking money figures. Let me get uh, your take on this because it's one of the interesting things I've seen people arguing about. We don't think this is going to happen. The NFL is not going to offer St. Louis another team to make this all go away. But if that were the case, or just if the NFL, if somebody was interested in putting an NFL team here, would you ever be interested in that again? Are you ready? Are you ready to say, listen, I'm ready to be hurt again. Let's do it. I'm pretty resilient. I would, I would, uh, I would like to see another team come back here. Uh, you know, the NFL did have to kind of do a, uh, a make good with, uh, with Cleveland uh, back in the day when Art Modell moved him out of Cleveland to uh, the Browns to, uh, to become the Ravens. So there is a history there. Uh, of course, Roger Goodell has his eyes set on, you know, not expanding to, to St. Louis. Um, and they will probably have to, uh, you know, they're going to have to come up with, a, with, a, with an expansion partner, I would guess, uh, to kind of even out the conferences. Uh, you know, or whatever. Of course, right now they've got it the way they want it with, you know, 14 divisions and everything's all even and symmetrical and all that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, if it, if it comes down to it, yeah, I want a team. I want them to build a stadium. I want them to maintain that stadium. And I want it in writing that they cannot move the team out of St. Louis for 100 years, at least. That's- Maybe an old streets of St. Louis uh, agreement. You can't move the team, and that agreement it goes in perpetuity. <laughs> uh, I've I've gone back and forth on, on that, but you do make a good point. If I get that in writing, then then maybe I would I would change my tuning and get on board uh, for sure. Uh, let's get one Blues item in here as well. Training camp about to get underway, and we got if we're talking one Blues topic, we got to talk the elephant in the room. Vladimir Tarasenko is going to be a Blues camp. He's still on the roster, even asked even after asking to be traded, I saw Andy Strickland report. He's in prime shape, looks great on and off the ice. I'm sure it's still going to be awkward, but it really looks like he's going to be here. Uh, yeah, it does. And you know, I don't know how awkward it will be because I don't think any of uh, any contentiousness on Tara Sinko's part did not exactly extend to, you know, saying that he had a, horrible teammates to play with or anything like that. Now you may have to put some players on, on a lie detector to find out their true feelings about how they feel about, about Vladdy. But um, I think, I think they can go on without, without missing too much of a beat. Um, but, you know, Tarasenko is going to have to win over his coach first. Uh, you know, the, the teammates, uh, you know, aside, um, but he's going to have their, going to have to win over Craig Berube, who I don't think has been a fan of, you know, Vladdy's play and always says he needs to do more with his legs. Well, what do you think the interpretation of that is? You know, that's the equivalent, I guess, of not hustling or, you know, cherry picking around the blue line or, you know, or whatever. But, you know, if he, can, if he comes in with, with his mind is in, uh, in as good a shape as apparently he is physically, then maybe we'll be on to something. 
That will do it for this week's episode of the Sports Plus Podcast. Be sure to download and subscribe, as well as rate and review wherever you get your podcasts. Have a great rest of your week, everyone.